Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion, it's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Playbook podcast listeners. I'm Bill Alstead, your host, sitting down with Keith Myers, your co-host. We're talking playoffs. Had a great weekend. Tons to talk about. AFC, NFC championship games coming up this weekend. It's all laid out. We know who's in. Uh, we might even predict a, a few outcomes. Who knows what's going to happen in this show. But let's talk about what did happen this last weekend. First, Keith, welcome in. Yeah, going to talk about what happened. I was entertained. That's what happened. This was one incredibly fun yeah. weekend of playoff football. Three games decided with walk-off field goals. Um, the fourth game had a last-second field goal to send it to overtime, and then you know a walk-off play in overtime. I mean, you don't get better and more entertaining that's true just yeah and and the the level of play the quarterback play um particularly the last game of the bills and the chiefs was just off the charts you know it was uh the joss allen patrick mahomes show and it did not disappoint you know not and just so long. happened keith i watched the three games decided by a field goal all in live real time and the game that i decided that i was going to skip out on and i had a family thing that i needed to do and so forth was the bills chiefs and i had to watch that later um so i i missed that and everyone's texting me going are you seeing what's going on this is crazy yeah. i'm going that, that um, does ex- yeah don't that, spoil it for me that does explain why um you didn't text me back when i was like oh my god um, i know right that was yeah that was hard for me yeah. Then, because I knew it was epic and I was missing it, and it made it even worse. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, I did go back and and check it out. It was it was phenomenal. That was one of the most epic games and epic conclusions to a game that you'll ever see. I mean, and I th- I know there's a lot of hyperbole 
out there and people describing it, but literally there are 25 points in the last minute 58 of the game that got you to overtime. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh, and Allen I've never, and I haven't, it. yeah, I've never seen a game where just two quarterbacks literally carried those teams to this like, you know, epic scoring matchup that was, that was crazy. You know, Josh Allen clearly played well enough to win. The guy just simply didn't make any mistakes. Four touchdowns, no turnovers, 27 to 37, highly efficient, 329 yards. He also carried the ball 11 times for 68 yards. Just really did everything that he could in order to win and just didn't get any help. The defense didn't help him out a lot. His coaching didn't help out um, a lot. And they didn't have a really uh, a running game to kind of help take some time off the clock and um, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Other than that, though, you can't really fault Josh Allen for, for not mm-hmm. getting this thing at the end. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> say what you want about, about him and, and so forth. But, man... That guy can just—it just has a feel for just getting it done, whatever it takes, and the and the the the, the ability for him to have such chemistry with with uh, Terry Hill is is and Travis just, Kelsey and Travis Kelsey is just something else. So I don't I know mean, if you saw the the thing that because the big play um, that got them into field goal range to tie it so they could go to overtime and, and yeah. ultimately win it. Um, that played it to Kelsey was not the called play. Um, they're they lined up to run a play and the bills called a timeout to make sure that they had their, their defense and everything set the way they wanted to. And um, Travis Kelsey goes over to, um, you know, to Mahomes and is like, Hey, look what they're not putting anyone on the inside. Um, and he's like, if, if they line up and they're going to do the same thing, he's like, just hit me over the middle. This will be easy. Um and then they go back out there, and it's the they have the defense aligned like that, and you can hear. Go go watch the replay. You can hear Mahomes yelling, "Do it, Kels! Do it! Do it, Kels! Do it!" Um, and then ask for the ball from the center, and boom, that's the throw. He they talked about it during that timeout, uh, and this is according to Kelsey according to Kelsey and then, you know, rewatching the replay and listening. Um, but according to Kelsey, he's like, they talked about it because of, in that timeout and they said, Hey, if this is what we get, just run, run do that. Um, and, and we'll, and we'll get it. And yeah. Wow. I mean, what do you, what do you do? Well, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, you, uh, you, there's no, <laughs> right? you can't, you can't, you can't stop it. You can't beat it. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. it's just incredible, incredible and- football. And the fact that they did, they had the timeouts, you know, a lot of teams by then have burned their timeouts. They make mistakes. You know, you can really point to a well-coached team that goes into, you know, the, the, with that mm-hmm. much time left, having all their timeouts. I mean, you rarely see that yep. uh, enabled them to really go in with, with some confidence there. Um, you know, and there's not too many quarterbacks in the NFL that can have 13 seconds on the clock with that much composure and only take a couple plays to get in field goal range, you know, and not just field goal range, but under a 50 yarder to, to tie it. And then the way that, you know, the coin flip situation, and that's going to be talked about for a while and the overtime rules in the NFL where, you know, the first team goes down and scores a touchdown, it's over. And that's exactly what happened 
with Kansas City. So the you know as much as we all want the Bills and so forth, there's you know when you really take a look at the Bills in, in that situation, there were um, you know they had to go four for four on fourth down conversions um, to to stay in this game. There were a number of other things that kind of made it so it was a little closer than it probably should have been. I think the Chiefs were the were the better team on this day, even though um, Josh Allen played out of his mind. Um, he did play overall. Out of his mind. I think the Chiefs probably were the team that that deserved to win this game. Well, when I look at that and and the whole game and everything, Josh Allen won that game twice. He drove them down, got a touchdown inside of two minutes, thinking, all right, that we got it. Um, the Chiefs then score, and he's got to do it again. He drives him down, gets him into the end zone again for another touchdown um, and that three-point lead. And with 13 seconds left, he's he 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 just won him the game, right? Nope, didn't happen. Never saw never saw the football again after that point. Um, as his defense gave up two points. I honestly think that whoever won that coin toss won the game. Uh, and and it would there wasn't anything that was going to happen because at that point in the game, those two defenses, both of them, were gone. There was nothing Exhausted. left in the tank. Though their their fuel tank was beyond empty, yeah. and neither defense was getting a stop at any point. Well, that's the that. argu- that's the counter argument against changing the rules as well. The defense had the opportunity, and they 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 didn't. This is a team game. And the defense didn't get the ball back or didn't give their team a chance to get, you know, that's the way that the overtime rules work. Everyone has the same rules. It's the luck of the draw when you have a coin toss. I don't know what the answer is, Keith. Everyone's pointing to college yeah. rules and all this and all that. Yeah, I don't really like the college rule either. It's never, but... it's never going to be completely perfectly nope. fair. But I'll, I'll tell you this. If, um, if, it, was, if it was fair then teams with an elite defense would kick. Um, they would they would choose to kick. They would defer um, and then they and and kick the ball uh, because you know if you can get a get a quick stop three and out, um, then you get actually get significantly better field position than if you receive. And if you have an elite defense, you'd kick off, and no team, no team will kick off in overtime. None. So every single team is admitting that the coin toss matters. And that's the problem is that the coin toss matters. So you should, you should give both teams at least one possession. And then from there, it's, it's, you go into sudden death basically. Sure. And in this game, I don't think it would have mattered. That's why I don't really, I'm not that worried about it because I honestly, the, the Chiefs got the ball. You knew they were going to score. There was the Bills' had, defense had nothing left. Um, there was going to be no resistance to the Chiefs. They were going to go down and score, and they did. And if you got the give the ball back to the Bills, you know what? The Chiefs' defense has nothing left, and Josh Allen was going to drive him down and score. It looked like it, right? And and it would have gone back to the Chiefs. And then guess what happens? They get to drive down and score again. And the Chiefs would have won because they won the coin toss, and they get the they get the second chance first. So I don't really care that much. Um, I really don't. Well, you do don't. if it's your team. You do if <laughs> you know, it's your team. You do it. You do if it's your team, and I get that. But um, the only thing that would have mattered in this is if the Bills had gone down and scored and made it. Um, you know, had, had gotten to forty-two, forty-two, 
or actually would, at that point it would have been 42 43 because the chiefs would have had to uh, kick the extra point um so it's 42 43 and then they decide you know what our defense is done they, they can't we can't do it we're going for two we're going to win it or lose it right here on one play that would have been where it would have been fun <laughs> to decide the yeah. game Right. All right. Uh, and and unless you get in that situation, like no matter what you do, it'll always be imperfect. So it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Just Right. Right. These were two fantastic teams. One of them has to move on. I'm sorry the Bills, it's not you. Um I kind of wish you know, it, it was adds just for to the, a new it team. Adds to the pain of of their franchise woes is oh, the, man. Is, the, is the deal, right? <laughs> it's like 13 seconds, right? And then the, mm-hmm. you know it, it's tied up. I mean, that's how close th- that you were. Um, it's tough. So let's move on. Let's stay in the AFC. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite underdog stories of the year is the Bengals. I just can't seem to shake this team out of my head. And Joe Burrow and the way that he came back from that devastating uh, injury when he was a rookie all the way to this moment. And he's changed the trajectory of the franchise. I love these moments where mm-hmm. players come along and they change the, the whole franchise. It's, you know, another one I was going to mention, and I forgot right before we pushed record, I was going to talk about Sean Payton leaving the, the Saints. And you can point to a single decision by a franchise uh, that changed the trajectory and that was it like he he you know there was one was it uh like three or something three or four playoff wins in the history of the franchise before sean payton and yep. he's had nine uh wins sean um, payton to, and his to decision to bring in to bring in, drew bring in an, an injured an injured drew Brees, and hope that he um returned to form after what was a pretty bad shoulder injury um and then you have one of the most successful runs of any franchise like and they right only there. did they, yeah. they they got one super bowl but they were very competitive for the entire run you know yeah, except for a really couple of years where they were like seven wins or whatever okay yeah there was I a couple of years say, but i just wanted to say that you know that was another thing another franchise made you know a bold move and boom so the joe burrow thing you know it's it's hard because the bengals were just so bad for so long and now mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to be kind of perennial contenders i mean that's the jump that we're talking about here yeah and um so well, i just in, I, I, I love the title story. game they're in the look, AFC title game and nobody at, expected to that look at to that happen roster. this year. Look at that roster and look at how young that roster is. Um, there are some fantastic weapons that Joe Burrow has. Um, and just the, he needs an offensive line um, that would, that would make that offense unstoppable. But you look at the overall, that, that, that entire team is young and, um, it's an experience and it's got a couple of holes. They're not done building that roster. They have salary cap room and draft picks to finish building that roster this year. I've been saying all year, I thought they were a year away. Um, do they sneak into the playoffs? Sure. I think they're good enough to do that. That's what I thought. Um, instead they won their division <laughs> and then they won a playoff game. And now they're in the, uh, I still think they're a year away. I think they're better at this point next year than they are right now. 
Yes. Not just because guys like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow continue to improve, but that they actually have a better roster top to bottom a year from now than they are right now. I think that them, the Bills, and the Chiefs give you an AFC that's going to be scary good at the yeah. top next yeah. season. And the fact that the Bengals made it this far now before they're even done building their roster tells you a lot about the players they do have. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, well, you know, and I was going to mention, just shout out to their kicker, Evan McPherson, four for four, you know, the 54-yarder. The um as well 13 points i mean 13 uh, accounting for 13 points out of the 19 that they scored uh is just crazy to me the titans on the other hand um just didn't play well enough to win i mean this was kind of their game they were coming in as favorites at home um but Tannehill went 15 to 24 nothing spectacular 220 yards one touchdown uh he had the three picks though you know, and uh, 130 yeah. yards rushing overall. Uh, A.J. Brown had five for 142 and a touchdown. Outside of that, though, they just didn't didn't do the enough offense, on offense. The, the offense was A.J. Brown and nothing else. Yeah, it right. Really was right. I look at that, and when I saw um, Ryan Tannehill's like stat line, I go, I thought it was worse than that because it felt far it, it was it was bad that that's a really bad stat line but it felt worse and then but when i looked at that i go god it felt like if that's your stat line your team should have got blown out and they didn't they lost on a last second field goal um but ryan Tannehill looked like trash that was the, and that might have been his worst game of the year and this is a guy that i have supported since he got drafted and people have talked people have been up on him and down on him and up on him and down on him. And I've kind of supported him, but that game, that game right there was awful. Especially when you're in a position to get to the, you know, to the title game. So let's talk. That loss is on you, Ryan. Sorry. I've supported you forever, but you got to eat that one because that you're the reason why your team didn't move on. So Bengals at the chiefs Bengals got a shot in this thing, Keith. Uh, I don't want to say no because I want it to be an entertaining game, but I honestly don't think they've got the 
they've the got the power. bodies. Um, yeah. The only the only thing that might be is that that Chiefs defense was so done at the end of that game. They were so gassed that they might just not be able to get. Bengals himself. could play defense and, and uh, cause cause Patrick Mahomes some some issues yep. and some trouble. The the Chiefs defense might not be able to get themselves up to play playoff caliber football at the beginning of this game. The Bengals have a good defense. You've also got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, um, and the Chiefs are going to have a really hard time with Jamar Chase. Um, and I could see them doing that. But if I take that emotion part out of it and just go, okay, let's line these two teams up and play them 10 times. I think the chiefs win eight of them. All right. So let's go to the NFC. Let's start with the 49ers at God, Packers. That game Cold was hard game. to watch it at was times. Six, six degrees at kickoff. It's just, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, I was, there was really no offense in, in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. 49ers end up winning on a walk off 13 to 10. Rodgers finished 20 to 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. They had 66 yards rushing up, uh, for the Packers. And it was just like one of those things. Aaron Jones ended up having um, hardly any rushing yards, but ended up having some receiving yards out of the backfield. They just really couldn't get anything going, didn't have any a lot of, of down the field type stuff going on. On the other side, Garoppolo is anemic at best <laughs> as a quarterback, right? And then they didn't have very many rushing yards either. They did. They kind of won this game on defense, and, um, and were able to kick teams. and able to kick the ball just enough to get yep. this thing done. The difference in this game was the 49ers special teams because both offenses were bad. The 49ers offense was worse, um, uh, but both offenses were bad. Both defenses played pretty well. Um, but what happened was the Packers can't block on special teams to save their life. They had a, had a field goal blocked. That would have been the difference in the game. And then they had a punt blocked that was picked up and scored. So, um, yes, right. a touchdown by the 49ers. Um, the, the majority of the points, the 49ers scored were on special teams. Yes. <laughs> because the 49ers, they didn't do anything offensively that, uh, it was so bad. And I'm, I know that they are, they're in the NFC title game and uh, they, they beat the Packers. They got there. They got themselves into the playoffs. They beat the Packers. Um, at Lambeau. They're at Lambeau. And, and now they're in the title game, but they don't look like a good football team. They, they and Well, they don't. haven't looked like a good football team all year. So no, this will be haven't. a very interesting matchup. Okay. So let's talk about the other game. Then we'll talk about the championship game. Rams. Bucks. Here's another walk-off situation. Rams beat the Bucks 30 to 27 on a walk-off field goal. Uh, the stat lines, when you take a look at the quarterbacks, are somewhat equal. Um, you know, the uh, the Bucks weren't able to run the ball really very much at all. Uh, the difference in the game, I thought, was was just Max Gay, the kicker for the Rams, and and the fact that uh, the Rams committed to running the ball, which kind of opened up a little a little bit of opportunity for them in certain um, spots. But really, you know, two teams kind of not playing a lot of defense and just kind of going at it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think the difference in this game was everything because the Rams absolutely dominated this game. They just decided that they didn't want to hold on to the football. And they lost four fumbles, including Akers, 
going in, going right before half time, going going into the end zone, there should have, you know, right there, it would have been a, another easy seven points. Decided to put the ball on the ground, and 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 not. Um, they also had, you know, at the end of the game when when they were trying to run the clock out, he had he had an easy first down, and then a, someone just stuck a hand out there and caused him to fumble it. Um, you know, Cooper Cup of all people had a fumble. It was one of those situations where the Rams just couldn't get out of their own way in the second half. It wasn't that Stafford made a lot of mistakes because he didn't. He did. Um, and it was just simply that the Rams let the Buccaneers back in it. And even though they let the Buccaneers back in it over and over and over again, they still won. They still made stops when they needed to. On they the still, road. On the road. They still got uh, that big play at the end in order to get them into field goal range to win the game. Uh, the Rams were the better team. They were the better team top to bottom. They had, they played better at quarterback. They played better at running back. They played better on the offensive line. They played. Better. Were the Rams always the best team in the NFC this year? Yes. Even they they went through a rough patch. They went through a rough patch when Robert Woods got hurt and they just signed Odell Beckham and they needed Odell Beckham to be Robert Woods. He didn't know the offense. He didn't have any rapport with Stafford. They never played together. It was kind of a mess for three or four weeks and the Rams offense looked not good. Um, But once they got that figured out, once they're once they had been together long enough to start to develop some rapport, the Rams have been the best team in the NFC. You know, I they went into this. Are. I went into the season thinking that the Rams were pretenders. You know, I I I saw the Matthew Stafford thing. I was like, Jared Goff is out of here. Matthew Stafford comes in. I knew that he would be a difference maker for that offense and Sean McVay, just because the whole playbook is available now to Sean McVay, and it was not for years with Jared Goff. It just was not. Mm-hmm. It never reached its potential. Um, but I thought, you know, it's the first year. they got to integrate all that stuff. Um, let's see what happens. Cam Akers gets hurt immediately. Yeah, that was, right? and that I was, was one of those like, things. For him, to, for him to rupture his Achilles when he did and still be back, playing at the level that he's playing right now um this quick is kind of miraculous yes that said he needs to learn how to hold onto the ball because true those two fumbles those <laughs> well, they're going to need to depend on deadly. him yeah they're going to need to depend on him down the stretch so yep. um yeah no i agree with your assessment there about the robert woods thing and beckham coming in i mean talk about a a really decent pickup Oh man. Um, my goodness, right? It's like and and Beckham finished uh six uh receptions for 69 yards in this game, but he's a nice compliment to mm-hmm. Cup, who just does everything. My goodness, Cooper Cup. Where would what this offense be if they hadn't been able to get Beckham? I don't they would have been uh, anemic, I think. They would have been stuck in the in kind of churning, I think, uh, without really having a second weapon. It's really hard to move the ball, I think, consistently. Coop- Cooper Cup is such a good player, but he's such a good player in a particular role. Um, and he's not a guy that's going to stretch the field. You need a guy that can stretch the field. and Especially with Stafford's arm. Oh, especially with Stafford. Yeah, because he's got, he's got a monster arm. Uh, but you need a guy that can stretch the field because it creates more space for a guy like Cooper Cup to work. 
um, and you give him space, and he will go to work. Well, I mean, he's talk about stretching player. the field, though. I mean, Cooper Cup in that in that last play to get him in a position to to kick the field goal, dude. I mean, that was over the top, and he beat Winfield, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite players in the NFL, my favorite player out of the draft a, a year ago. Um, but I, you know. The Rams are what they are. And so let's talk about the NFC championship game where the 49ers <laughs> go into the Rams and the Rams made a public declaration to uh, for all their ticket holders to not sell their tickets so they wouldn't have Rams fans cheering in their own stadium. Mm-hmm. That's so that's okay. Sucky. If you if you look, <laughs> you don't want 49er fans in 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 Rams no. stadium. Like you know, no. you want you want SoFi to be um packed with Rams fans. You want it to be loud and yes. obnoxious and it and has the potential and, to be and we'll see if that happens you know yeah. i just like Honestly, is such an aloof town i don't know if you look at these rosters both defenses have some talent and are and are pretty damn good but the rams have all the offensive talent with the exception of samuel um on the 49ers the, the rams offense is significantly better than the 49ers at almost every position yes um Here's yes. the problem. Here's the problem with that. The Rams actually have a disadvantage in the coaching, which is very rare to say with Sean McVay because I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But for some reason, Shanahan in San Francisco has his number. Shanahan knows what McVay is going to do before McVay knows what he's going to do. And that's the reason why the 49ers have won six straight against the Rams, despite having an inferior team over most of that time. It just is what it is. Shanahan got McVay's number. So if I am, if you ignore that and you just look at the rosters and it's home field and all of that, you got to think, God, the Rams are going to win this by 14. But I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I think like, that I, I don't think know. the line on this game right now is only three and a half or something like that. I mean, yeah, I, I would have thought it would have been larger, but I think that history has something to do with keeping that score. So close. the uh, in this game, the uh, the line is is closer than I think most people think. Um, it's it's interesting because the the tickets are fairly even on both sides and the money is favored on even, fairly even on both sides, which means that the public and the sharps both don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that is weird. <laughs> so I think, you know, it, this game's really going to depend on scheme for the Rams. And I agree with you on the Sean McVay uh, coaching situation with Shanahan. Um, it's That's a very interesting matchup. I just don't I have a hard time seeing the Rams over the entire game slowing down or the 49ers slowing down the Rams offense with Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. I think Stafford uh the reason they acquired Stafford um is to win games like this because the 49ers are kind of built to kind of slow stuff down like that but that's a that's a lot to ask when you have a, a talent like Cooper Cup and and Stafford yeah. and now Acres coming at you along with Beckham Jr. Yeah. It's just a lot to to have to endure for four quarters. Yep. I and agree. then have a guy like Garoppolo on the other side trying to keep up. And yeah. I just they're not built to do that. So if the 49ers can't stop the Rams offense, there's no way they win this game. So week 18, the Rams jump out 17 nothing 
on yeah. the 49ers. Yeah. 49ers come back and win in overtime. And that's that overtime win is the only reason they made the playoffs. But the Rams started stopped scoring. That wasn't because Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why? Because Bosa and Armstead went to town. Like, they went to work in that game. And they made life very difficult for Stafford. And that is concerning. This is, it, it, it just is True. what it is. The Rams are on And paper. Armstead and, and Bosa had two sacks against the, um, each against yeah. Rodgers. Um, the, the Rams on paper are the better team. You can't, I don't think you can argue against it, especially given the quarterback difference between Stafford and Garoppolo. But the 49ers have won six <laughs> straight against the Rams. All right. these, are, these are divisional foes. That's three straight years of right. the 49ers you've, moving you've the been, Rams. You've been making the argument now for about seven minutes about how the 49ers can find a way so i'm going to ask you to put it on uh on tape give me a prediction in this game you want my prediction i think the rams win anyway uh, but i think it's <laughs> i think it's, I, I i but i you're um, going against a trend of six games straight i am that I, 49ers have won i am because playoff football is different than regular season football even in week 18 because the rams had uh when they like in week 18, they got out to that big lead. There's no reason for them to put, you know, to do everything that they can't. Like there's no reason to put a lot of great film on tape. So you back off and you, um, you, you wait, you know, cause you know, they're also looking and watching Seattle dominate uh, Arizona. So they knew their, their division win was, was secured. And I think that that's part of it. Um, so which is the better I think the offense? Win. Which is the better offense, the Packers or the Rams? I think the I think the Rams is the better offense because it's more balanced. It's got more Stafford's got more weapons. Wow. Packers have the better quarterback. I mean Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be back-to-back MVP. They've got the better quarterback, but they've got one re- wide receiver that anyone cares it cares about well and this is going to be inside in a in a dome essentially as yeah. well so there's no weather impact in this game mm-hmm. do you think that the rams can get to 30 points again against the 49ers yes i think they can get in can the rams get that tw- more 27, than 20 points 27 to i think the rams can get to 27 to 30 points um i don't think the 49ers can keep up with that for the 49ers to win unless they, they get a turnover unless they the get guys that you mentioned like armstead and bosa get to yeah. the quarterback and cause some strip sacks and and mm-hmm. have cam Akers um not be able to hold on to the ball yeah, i don't that think that could give them weeks. Some, i know I that happens I know. two weeks in a row that doesn't happen but you've two got weeks some guys that that specialize in, in stripping the ball so it'll be interesting yeah. It will be interesting. This is a game that shouldn't be interesting. And these play got, and and these teams know each other really yeah. well. You've got a Rams team which should talent-wise have been the number what number one overall seed. Um it they just had that weird hiccup in the middle of the year which which caused them to drop and so they didn't get there. But they're the they're the best team in the NFC. They really are. And the 49ers barely made the playoffs. They haven't looked good all year. But I'm telling you, the way this matchup works, 
don't sleep on the 49ers. I'm picking the Rams. I think the Rams win um, by like eight points and 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 make wow. it to the Super Bowl. But don't sleep on the 49ers. This game is not – they are not going to go away. Even if the Rams jump out early, the 49ers will hang around and they will do what they always do, and that is give the Rams as many headaches as they possibly can. Because you, that's you just a, the history of the teams. So do you have an idea of Chiefs and Bengals? Bengals just wilt in prime time. Is that your thought here? And the Chiefs run away with this thing, like scoring 35 points? And the Bengals can only score 21? Or what? I don't think it's the Bengals wilting. Um, I just don't think that they're good enough. I think the Chiefs do run away with it. And it ends up being like, um, you know, let's go 33 to 24. Um at, for the Chiefs, and that isn't to say that I, I, I don't want to say that the Bengals wilt and they're not ready for prime time, and that you know they play poorly or they're not clutch or whatever. I think they're still a year away. I think the fact that they made it this far this year, when next year they're going to be fan, they're going to be better. The players that are on the roster are will all fall improved, and they have the cap space and draft experience. cap, the, the cap space and draft capital to improve their roster. I think next year the Bengals are going to be a force. And watch out, like, um, and, they're and would use a loss really, like this really tough team to, to further motivate them. Yeah. However, you know, the Chiefs struggled mid season, and but they ended up closing out and won eight of their last nine games, plus yep. now playoff games. Um, the Bengals also finished very strong, and Burrow just seems to be on a special course of being oh. not only a great quarterback talent on the field, but. A, a mind to be mm-hmm. able to will his team to to be great and i agree so, with you that burrow is quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch yeah he really is a and just his, his badassery in uh <laughs> in i love that term by the yeah, way <laughs> in in press conferences is um yeah. is outstanding as well you know he's just one of those guys where you like yeah i can cheer for you dude because you're yeah you're you're amazing you the know. Bengals aren't my team that no. I root for. Right, right, right. But I want to see them win. I was so happy when they beat Titans. And then I was like, why Why am I so happy? Why am I cheer? <laughs> why am I celebrating? They're yeah. not my team. And then I'm like, oh, it's because I really want Joe Burrow to, to be successful. I was happy that they beat the Titans. And I am one of those teams that typically I will root for the Titans a lot of the time because I want to see Ryan Tannehill get the respect <laughs> that he that – he, um, has never gotten. Yeah. But Ryan Tannehill looked like ass in this game and Joe Burrow looked good yes. and the Bengals deserved to win that game. And yes. I was super happy. I'm actually excited about this game. Um, I know that everyone's saying, well, the Bills Chiefs was the de facto Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it was the de facto it's AFC all, title game. Yeah. Or AFC title game. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's just a stepping stone to get to this game. I mean, the, the next game is always the most important game. And I just think that the Bengals chiefs is going to be a better game than everyone thinks it's going to be. And I really do believe that this really comes down to the end and do the, chiefs, the chiefs. Do the chiefs have a letdown after it's that? Entirely possible. Isn't it right? Even, We've seen this even before. Though it's, even though it's the AFC title game. Do they, they have might, a letdown because they, they think the Bills like are the better been, team? Yeah, they've been there before. They know the routine. They know you know what they need to do. And maybe the Bengals and Joe Burrow are just a little bit hungrier. 
right now. And maybe yeah. that could be enough. And I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it might be on one of those convergence things where things, certain thing needs to happen. And the Chiefs have that letdown that you talked about a little bit, at least, at least in the first half. And maybe that's enough, though, yeah. where they can never recover. I don't know. So um, what what are the odds you think that we have a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl? God. I don't know, man. The 49ers just don't do it for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> they really uh, have don't. A hard time, I have a hard time seeing that happen. But let's just say it, it happened. Uh, I would I would pick the Bengals at that point to win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. But no, but what are the chances that 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 because that, that both happens? Of, both well, of I would say would that that's upset. probably at twenty per twenty percent or less that that would happen. That that Gosh, would be I the matchup. I was match thinking up. ten to eight percent. I don't. I think it's close. I think it's closer than that because I I believe in the NFL, especially this time of the year, certain teams rise up, and no. certain teams just have the the thing that you just mm-hmm. can't predict the intangible stuff burrow has it like burrow i can already tell yeah. that he's got it now can he pull his entire team with him yeah at some point he's going to have that moment he is will, this yeah. the moment you just can know. tell you and i you can tell we've been around football enough you can tell this guy's got it he does i'm is, not disagreeing with that but i'm like but you know who else has that same thing you're talking about? <laughs> I know. Patrick Mahomes on right. the other sideline. Yes. And he's uh, got more experience to drag with he's him. Got, and he's got more experience. And he's got like he's got a better roster overall, top to bottom. He's got a better offensive line. Yes. Right. Um, but that doesn't always win football games. It doesn't always win football games. And that's why uh, they still honestly this last weekend was the most fun playoff weekend we've had in forever i don't know how long with all four of those games being so fantastic yeah i am so looking forward to this week's games because of the storylines and because on paper rams chiefs win big but i don't think that happens i don't think they win big i think yeah. the 40 the 49ers give the rams everything they can handle I agree. And I think just, that the, just the history shows that. And I think that the Bengals are hungrier. They're fresher because I think the Chiefs got ran over at the end of that game and their defense a week. Remember, do you remember the remember the Russell Wilson in Atlanta game when Russell Wilson was a rookie? Oh yeah, where they came way they were and, and, and if they, they were if they had back. won that and if they had won that game. Was, didn't they? Didn't they score? It reminds me of the. It reminds me of the Joe Burrow Bengals team, yeah. where they didn't have the complete roster, but damn, their quarterback was so good they almost got it. That was. Didn't they have like? Didn't they take the lead with like thirty four seconds left? Yeah, in that year? and then Matt Ryan came. Matt back Ryan and, came back and just. Yep. Yep. And the defense um, wilted. Yep. The yeah. and and the funny thing is that team was known for its defense, the Seahawks. Um, right. But that was that year. Matt Ryan was. Matt Ryan was great that season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Anyway, so. cool. Well, let's get on here next week and we'll talk about what happened. Yeah. That'll be let's fun. do that. We and also we'll, have another show. Um, this we have a draft show. Don't forget we have a draft show. show and we're doing safeties and corners 2022 NFL draft. And uh, we've got senior bowl stuff coming up. So we're going to start talking about that soon. And then we've got all sorts of, um, 
free agency to talk about. We've also got major draft stuff to talk about. And we got to um, start talking about team needs and what the teams need to do in the draft and free agency. I know. We need, um, we need a third show. We need one. But yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. All right. Follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alpstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Find us on our uh, our own uh, draft, not our draft uh, website, our <laughs> own website. Uh, simple as that. And then you can find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube and uh, tell your friends and family and subscribe. So until yep. next time, we'll see you. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.